Hey there, I'm Chris. And I'm Erica. And this is New Perspectives. We're excited to bring you another episode as we tackle these age-old problems and offer a new perspective to help you live a life that shines light and ignites change. If you could help us right now, hit that like, subscribe, or share button so you can stay up to date on all things New Perspectives, and we can bring you a new episode each week. Today, the age-old problem that we're going to look at actually comes from a question that we posted on an Instagram poll. It was very official. The question <laughs> that people want to know the answer to is why is everyone so mad? I think the question was why is everyone so divided? <laughs> but you can, you, you can also assume that most people when they're divided are mad, right? Yeah, that's what I assumed. Yeah. <laughs> the officialness of Instagram polling. Yeah, I didn't read the question right. That's right, it's why is everyone so divided? Mm -hmm. So um, we're divided. Like people believe very different things and they're like passionate about it and they're angry at people who believe differently about them. Like we are very divided. Um, and the old ways that we've been looking at this problem obviously isn't working. Like just being a better Democrat or pulling like harder to be a Republican, like just like getting in our trenches and fighting each other isn't helping anything or anyone anymore. So what's a new way that we can look at why we're so divided? Well, I think it's helpful. I know the narrative in, in popular culture right now is like, we're more divided now than ever before. And I think there, there are some things that might be true with that, but I also think it's almost rose colored. We can rose and gloss over uh, history where that might not quite exactly be true. Mm -hmm. uh, I was recently was was uh, hearing someone talk about uh, 1968 and actually the divisions that happened at that point, um, just between uh, the assassinations of MLK and uh, Robert Kennedy and the, the the racial tensions that were happening in that time. That there was actually some similarities there, pointing out to 2000. And I know um, with um, gosh, I can't think of the name now. I'm terrible with names right now. Someone died just this week that um, had organized the free the summer of freedom rides and the similarities um, I know between that and um, Black Lives Matter movement just um, that piece of it I think is a lot more similar and has helped us ground us in that I think that there is hope that we're not like on this like complete downward trajectory of society as a whole. As a woman, I also know that in 1968, like there were women really working for women's rights and for things to look different as a pastor, like there were women who were like literally, you know, working towards full inclusion in the church. And so this idea that, you know, organizations and institutions and churches have left people out or not, like this has been, this isn't, it's an age old problem. Division is an age old problem. But I feel like just getting into our camps and mm -hmm. putting our heels in the ground even harder, like that's not working. And I just feel like that's our, that's our number one sort of defense at division is just like, you know, go to your camp and be more of whatever it is you believe that you are. Um, just do mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And I mean, more. that's definitely been, um, we've heard this before now, um, but that's just been amplified by the way social media uh, populates things with uh, things that you, they think you will like. Um, and so if you um, have hit one or read someone else's something that agrees politically with this, and then you'll just start getting that feedback cycle of, and hit with more ads and they make more money by you continuing to scroll and read the same things over and over and over again. Yeah. So we're almost like believing this 
false narrative? Like, are we really that divided? Does everyone in the world, like, when you throw out a hot button issue, like, here it comes, like abortion, does everyone, like, fit either on this side or this side? Or is there, like, are more of us maybe in the center of some kind of spectrum than we see? I, is it? I mean, I think that's part of the problem is because we either talk about it in such loud voices and divisive. We I'm know, right. You're wrong. We know where the sides are. Yeah. But then there are so many of us that are worrisome about being labeled on either side that I think we don't have the conversation also. Yeah. So I think there's some it's anger on both. I mean, in, in a way you get angry that you can't have the freedom to talk about it at times too. So maybe even the way we're framing the, the question is part of the old way of looking at the problem. We are divided. Like, maybe we aren't so divided, like, is the new perspective? Like, maybe get curious about what other people think or believe. Like, ask them. Don't just fight with them. Um, so maybe a new way to look at this age-old problem of being divided is to quit dividing everything into two, and let's look and see if there are other ways to divide this problem up. Like, maybe there are five ways you could divide something, or three ways, or maybe... Like, the way we've just divided everything into two parts, maybe that isn't working for us okay. anymore. So, on an individual level, if you were to get curious about... Now we're going to be divided. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> about anger and the division. Say it again. If, if you're going to get, on a personal level, get curious about why there's anger and division, what does that look like in your life? So, some things that make me angry... COVID makes me angry right now and just that I don't know even what to believe like I feel like I have two options with COVID I can pretend like it doesn't exist and just live my life like normal or let the fear of this disease completely control my life like I feel like those are my two choices but then when I begin to get curious about those two things like I don't actually have to just pretend like it doesn't exist or pretend like it's this monster that's going to get me every time I go outside like there are some things I can do in the middle of those two sort of camps. Um, so when I start to get curious about, like, why does COVID make me so angry? Why does everyone's beliefs about COVID make me so angry? Why does, when I start to ask myself those questions, it's because there are some deeper things. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess, I guess the question really is, though, not when you have the perspective to, to see those it's when you're on one of those and you're angry. <laughs> like, how do you how do you live a life that's differently? That's different, not differently. <laughs> um, well, like, if we continue this in your tent for a battle kind of analogy, coming out of your tent and leaving your camp, especially by yourself, because that's you're a traitor, like, and neither side is going to like you. Who wants to be, I don't know. There's no solution. We just need to stay divided. That's what I think. Oh, really? And that's going to be helpful for everyone? <laughs> it's not working. I don't know what's going to work. Maybe. So it's a big problem. Yeah. So today's new perspective is just admit it's not working. And we'll have the new perspective next week. Join us next <laughs> week. <laughs> I don't think we can completely end that way. I mean, I, I, there are some things we aren't going to completely uncover. Drop in, in the comments what you believe. And... Your perspective I mean, just is important. To, just in a like 
I think we can even boil this down. It doesn't have to be these huge worldly problems. Like when you're angry in a day-to-day situation. You make me angry sometimes. Okay. Can I tell the world this? Sure. So something that makes me angry is when you do not listen to me. Okay. And what does that solve by being angry? Well, then we both just get angry. Uh-huh. Because. <laughs> so when, when you feel this, th- that anger coming on. What, I can what, feel it coming on right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, 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 what do you feel like is a faithful response as a follower of Jesus? Here's the deal. Yeah. I don't get angry, as angry, when I'm on vacation, sitting by the beach, like on the sand as the waves gently roll in and the temperature is like a perfect 89 degrees. Like, it's really hard to make me angry when I'm sitting on the beach. Like, the kids are silently playing with sand. Even if they throw sand at each other, I'm just going to be like, hey, guys, like, don't do that. Like, I'm not going to get, like, angry. I Like, I can't even, like, imagine getting angry in that situation. But on Monday morning, when the kids have to be at school at 8 o'clock, there's tons of traffic. We're five minutes late. No one's put their shoes on. I've not packed my lunch. My computer cord's in one place. My laptop's in another. I don't know where my wallet is or my keys. We're 20 minutes late now. There's tons of traffic. We're going to be 30 minutes late. Like, it does not take much to get me angry in that situation when I'm, like, moving fast and have 9 million things to do. So I would say, I would say that. Is that helpful? So you're just going to live your life in a constant state of anger? No, I'd like to live my life at the beach. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) But we can't always have those circumstances. Like, so what do we do? Yes, we can. Sell everything you own and move to the beach. That's my solution. Stop being divided. Sell your property and move to the mountains or the beach, and everybody will be happy. Okay. And I don't think that's super helpful for most people because they still are going to have to have Monday's going to come, Tuesday's going to come. They got to go back to work. Yeah. So when we're feeling angry, like what, what steps can we take? It doesn't matter if you're 30 minutes late. Like what honestly matters about you being 30 minutes late? And tailgating the person in front of you when you're 30 minutes late does not get you there any quicker. In fact, you're probably going to get an accident and you might be like three hours late at this point if you get there at all because you caused a terrible car accident. Um, There's this Bible verse in James that says, be quick to listen. And in those moments when I'm running around the house trying to find my nine million things that I've not gotten ready and I'm 20 minutes late, the last thing I do is listen to you or the kids. Like, it's just like, get your socks on and get in the car. Like, to every, you know, like, anger. I'm just angry. And then every car is a problem. Um, But if I was quick to listen in that moment, Maybe even God say, what's really wrong right now? Um, Anyway, the the verse says, be quick to listen, be slow to speak, and slow to anger. And I just wonder if our world isn't living in such a pace that the last thing we do is listen to each other and maybe even listen to that deep voice of God. And, And maybe you don't call it God, maybe you call it something else, but... But that deep, there is this deep abiding, and and I call it God because I feel it, like I can hear it when I slow down enough 
And if I'm quick to listen to that, and I'm slow to just offer my opinion and what I think's right, and when I'm slow to get so angry and try to control and fix everything, life really is different. And I'm not divided from my kids or from you. And that doesn't mean that I'm not saying when there are big and important things on the table like COVID and our response to it or political issues that you care about or injustice in our world that we care deeply about. I'm not saying just go to the beach and put your head in the sand and pretend like it doesn't exist. That's not what this Bible verse says. It says be quick to listen because there's somebody on the other side who's been hurt and has come to that place in their life for some reason. And when we're quick to listen and we're slow to speak and slow to anger, we can get to this middle and there, I'm not saying this like perfect, peaceful middle ground. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that we can talk to each other and see each other and hear each other in a way that we're not able to when we're rushing to the next thing. So what do you, what do you fill that middle ground with then? Love. Okay. I mean, because I, I hear like there's like a very circumstantial like, all my circumstances are pe- peaceful. I'll experience peace. But... We know that's not true. Like that's not how you live your life. life. Like there's gonna be things that are gonna be potential triggers. Yeah. All day. All day, every day. And so, how in the midst of those do you find a deep peace that is now? I'm hesitant to say resistant, but because I know no I, resistant. I, I think it's good. It feels it feels it feels nearly impossible. If the culture I, is lying to us that we are all divided. Like, we got to resist it, right? That is true. So how do we resist it? You want me to tell you how I mess this up every day? Is before kids, I don't mean to make everything about my life. BK, before kids. Before kids, not four kids. Before kids. Yeah, we only have three. Yes. Oh, before our three kids. I got up every morning. I went for a run. And I fixed a cup of coffee when I got back from my run, and I sat down and did a devotion. I spent time reading the Bible. I spent time praying. I spent time in quiet. And I didn't always do that. I just did it as a young adult because it slowed me down in the morning um, and really helped me, like, to focus on something bigger. And now that I have kids, they usually wake me up at 445. I can't get up before them to save my life. It's so annoying. 645, you mean? And then there just doesn't feel like there's enough time for me to ever sit down and like have that focus time. So I do it later during the day and that it's too late. Okay. So I think my solution is quit making excuses. Mm. Get up and the first thing you do is connect to God. And maybe you're not a Christian. You're like, the Jesus and God thing's not for me. There are plenty of meditational things. And I just wonder what the world would look like if every single one of us agreed to get up in the morning and be quiet for the first five minutes of our lives and meditate and and sit with and, and be with sort of this bigger vision of God's world. I, I just think we would have less energy and less like anger and needing to be divided yeah i mean i think you can say say thing on the on the flip side too um on at at the close of the day the Mm. practice of a a gratitude journal just writing down three things that you're thankful for that day that's good um then so 
the thought would be that the last thing you did was say thank you for mm. these things as opposed to the three things that you know you need to do when yeah. you wake up in the and morning. And maybe the world would sleep better if we ended the day like reflecting on our day instead of just thinking about what all we need to do yeah. the next day. Or still day. fuming from the things that... Or who doing. all you could fix tomorrow morning because yeah. that's what I do. Like, I'm going to make this better tomorrow no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. So bookending your days. That's good. Way. Is that still circumstantial? Uh, I think you're learning a habit that you can carry throughout the day. Because mm. you can't always carry the beach with you necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can put some sand in your pocket. Chris, can we please sell everything we have and move to the beach? Um, but the habit of gratitude, of prayer, of silence, um, even in the midst of noise and chaos. There is something about that connection that stays with you like a thread through the day. Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, be quick to listen when everybody around you screaming, like they want to be heard. That's why God says, be quick to listen. Like the world is longing to be heard. Like be a person who listens, be quick to do that first. Like imagine if that's the first thing I think about when I get up in the morning instead of, oh my gosh, where's the coffee pot? But Maybe I'll like, get you a shell. Like, you can just put it to your ear and you can hear it, listen. And it just whispers to me, be quick to listen. Yeah. Be slow slow to anger, slow to speak. Like if you're listening and you're connected and you've, you've even spoken to God, like, guess what, God, I'm not real excited about this coming up today. Like if, if you've gotten that off your chest, maybe you can be slower to speak with people who need a gentle word for the day. Um, and slow to anger. I don't, I, 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 as a woman have been told my whole life, like, especially a redhead, like, don't be angry. That's really scary. But I think anger really does point us to something deeper going on in the world. But if we're slow to get to that point, I think we can do something righteous with that anger. And righteous means like aligned with God. So, but I, I in my life have used that like, I'm righteously angry to just be angry and not real righteous. You're not allowed to shake your head like that. Um, and so I do wonder if, if that connection, I, I'm not saying don't ever get angry. What I'm saying is we need more people who are righteously angry because then you have a good, clear way of this is, this is some ways to, to look at this problem in a new way so that you can shine light and ignite change. So the old perspective is it's a lie that we're all divided. We're not actually that divided. It's a lie that we have to live our lives angry and mad at the other side. And the new way to look at it is, in a sentence. I think it has to start small. Okay. Um, the other things feel like you're not going to be able to change Facebook tomorrow. Um, <sighs> Boy, I'd like to. Other than just like running away from it, I guess, would be one option. But... I have done that. I took it off my yeah. phone. And it's been healthy for you, I guess, on, on an been individual level. It's been real healthy. Um, so that's why I think it has to start on an individual level. But taking Facebook off your phone may not be helpful. I mean, for some folks, if you don't, or, or don't ever open it, really, like it's not really a big deal. Okay, so what's your new way that you're going to look at division and anger? Well, I thought you said to get curious. 
Don't get mad. So, so when you're slow, and you, you can slow down by asking questions of like, why am I getting this way? What's yeah. going on really? Is this really worth it? Don't get mad. Get glad? <laughs> no. <laughs> Guys, that's not the new perspective. The new perspective is don't just get mad. Get curious. Get curious. Like, what could we learn from this? Okay. I like it. What happens if we start asking that question? I was being silly. With the, like... Don't get mad, get glad. Yeah, it's the, like the little like brand jingle. That's how we should have started this entire podcast. Well, some things come later in life. Don't get mad and get glad. That's not the new perspective, but the new perspective is don't get mad, get curious. Be quick to listen. People want to be heard. Be slow to speak, slow to offer your own opinion, but that doesn't mean don't. It, it doesn't say don't speak. It says be slow to speak so that your words matter and they... they they have this weight that like really like shifts and changes things. And be slow to anger. Don't not get angry. That It's not don't ever get angry again. What, what God tells us to do is be slow to anger. So it can be a righteous anger that has energy to change the world, to shine light and ignite change. Because there are some things worth getting angry about, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I think that would be a whole other conversation. So join us again soon when we take on that topic. Seriously, we'll be back next week where we offer a new perspective on an age-old problem. Thank you so much for joining us. Be freed up this week to shine light and ignite change.